Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 253. A few weeks ago, I was standing on a balcony in Puerto Rico. Not a bad way to start an episode, right? And the sun was setting and I was staring down at the beach holding a glass of champagne and I just had a moment, like one of those moments where time just freezes and you see this sort of highlight reel of a part of your life. And for me, it was a flashback to when I started this whole thing. And here I was in this reality that was entirely a total pinch me moment. I came back to earth when a photographer walked up to me and I asked him what lens he was shooting on. Our conversation began and took off and he asked me one question that inspired this entire episode. He said, if you had $5,000 and had to start all over again, where would you spend it? What would you do? And what would you not do? Today's episode is dedicated to walking you through how I would launch all over again, start this entrepreneurial journey if today was square one. Let's do this. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to Audible for supporting Gold Digger. Start listening with a 30-day trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free when you head to audible.com slash gold digger or text gold digger to 500-500. Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. StoryWorth is a great Mother's Day gift and makes it super easy and fun to share family stories. They even email you story prompts every week. Get $20 off when you subscribe at storyworth.com slash gold digger. 
Okay, when I think about starting over, like if all of this disappeared and I sat back where I was in our two-bedroom apartment that felt like a palace, working late into every night on my dreams, hoarding every spare dollar from my 55K a year salary job and putting every penny into this business. When, when I think of all of that and what I would do if I were to start over, there's this like spark inside of me. Because while I did a lot of things right, thank goodness for that, I also messed up a lot along the way. I wasted a lot of time and money, and I made some turns that were definitely wrong ones. Something about a fresh start, it just, it excites me. So today, for all intents and purposes, I am pretending that I am back at the very beginning. So maybe you're thinking of starting a business, or maybe you're pivoting and adding a new product or service. Or maybe you're just curious to hear where I would invest today. I'm betting that the excitement of wherever you are also comes with anxiety and uncertainty about what things are actually going to cost you and where you should be putting your hard-earned dollars when it comes to starting and growing and scaling your business. Not only do you have to worry about making your ideas successful and profitable, but there are a lot of startup costs to consider in the process. Let's break this all down and provide you with an idea of what things are going to cost you, where it's smartest to invest, what you can do for free, and help you get clear on where I think you should focus when it comes to your money and time. So let's start with my favorite, free. Like what things can you start doing right now that aren't going to cost you a dime? Because guess what? I know you and maybe you're thinking, well, wouldn't it be nice to have $5,000 to start the stream? So let's start with free because there is a way to build your business for free right now so that you can earn that $5,000 that I'm going to break down for you on exactly where I would put it. So three free strategies that you can employ. Now, the first thing I'd like to do if I were starting today is I would start growing my email list. I know I'm a broken record over here. You probably want to smack me in the face. But the first thing you need to do is build a list of people interested in hearing more about you and what you have to offer. And this is something that you can do and start for free. Two years ago, when Drew was convinced to leave his nine to five job and wanted to start his online coaching and health business, we were at square one. Like we were there. And before we even bought a domain or created a logo, we started growing his email list. This is proof that this is what I would do if I were starting over. Like, I don't know how I could get any more clear. I mean, this guy didn't even have his business named yet, but we created two free resources that people could get if they gave us their email address. We just sent them to a generic signup form link. We didn't have a website or a blog. And we made two free downloads using Microsoft Word, something you probably already have. And that was when we started his email list. Literally, all of the advice I'm giving you in this show is what we did because I learned that before you can do anything else, and I mean anything, you want to make sure that people are interested enough in what you're going to be offering. And it's fun to build up the hype and serve people before you ever have anything to sell them. In fact, I think it's way more effective when you start sharing what you're passionate about and you just start serving people before you ever go to sell to them. Like, I think that makes you a better salesperson when the time comes. Now, MailChimp 
has a totally free service that you can use to start building your email list at zero cost. You can always upgrade to a more advanced system later if needed or once you get enough subscribers to make it worth it. But this is a free way to start in the beginning and the first step that I would take. Now, if you're not entirely sure which direction you want to go, or if you want to test out a few headlines or ideas, creating freebies to share your passion and to serve your audience is the best way to start. With Drew, we decided we were going to create two different freebies. So one was a grocery shopping and food prep list, and the other one was a week of at-home workouts that required zero equipment. And then he put them both out to his audience. We were able to see that his audience was far more interested in the nutrition side of things, which totally surprised us and helped us craft his business model around the nutrition side. And if we wouldn't have taken the time to test this out in advance, we probably would have built his entire business around at-home workouts and it probably would have flopped. So this step ended up saving us time in the long run. So yes, while you want to start on the pretty stuff, the shiny things, the fun things, I would start with this free idea and test your concept or your offer or begin sharing your passions with an email list. I share all about email lists. Like this is probably not the first time you've heard me talk about them and they're all over past episodes. So a simple way to just find any resources if you want to get started is go to jennacutcherblog.com and then just in the little search bar, type in email list and you're going to see all kinds of things. I mean, we've broken down blog posts, episodes, trainings, you name it. We have it all about email lists because I am wildly and weirdly passionate about them. So that would be number one. The next thing I want for you to focus on and map out is this free thing, because we're still on free, and it's figuring out your client experience. What will that look like? I want for you to map out every single step that someone will have to take in order to hear you, find you, and then book you or pay you for what your offer is. And Here's the deal. A lot of times we overcomplicate this process, especially when we are first building things out like our websites, when we're building out our Instagram feeds. And so you want this process to be seamless and easy. So think about it like this. If I were to tell a friend about you and what you do right now, what would they have to do in order to get in touch with you and book you? Now, a lot of times we want to start super simple. They search for you on Instagram, free, and then you have this description of what you do and an email to contact you within your bio, again, free, and then you begin serving them. You could also include a URL to a freebie if you followed my first piece of advice so that they could get something for free in exchange and you could get their email address. And if you can start with the customer experience in mind, you're going to be setting yourself up for a workflow that works and also setting yourself up for clients that will be far more likely to refer you to others. Now, the name of this game is under promise and over deliver in every step. And let me tell you, I did not always understand this. When I think back to my early days and one of the main things that I did wrong, it was that I believed that creating a good experience meant that I had to handcraft every single email and I spent hours in my inbox instead of getting the word out and creating systems. When you can take time 
and really think about the process of what the client experience will look like before you get in the weeds of actually having clients and taking care of them, you can craft thoughtful templates that you can use to respond to inquiries quickly and thoroughly. You can answer questions before they come in and you can build up that client relationship. Now, let me just tell you, like having templates does not mean that you don't care. In fact, a well-planned and thought out template is far more likely to serve someone better than trying to answer emails on the fly from your phone at 10 p.m. And you can personalize each template and tailor them to your clients. But I never really understood, like if I sat down and wrote super thoughtful, intentional templates, and then I just customized them and tailored them to that client. I was probably going to do a way better job than trying to create this quote bespoke experience where I was writing each email by hand every single time. So I want for you to focus and kind of map out like in a dream world, if I were to get a client, here's how much time I'm going to be spending on each client. Here's how much money I'm going to be spending on each client. It's not only going to help you create a really cool experience, it's also probably going to save you time and money in the long run. Now, when you create your client experience, it's going to help build in word of mouth marketing. This is going to serve you far better than any amount of money you can spend on advertising. Check out episode number 42 way back for more thoughts on creating an unforgettable client experience. Here's the thing. Clients, they expect your service or your product, but what they don't expect is an experience that only you can offer them. So spend some time here and map it all out. Like this is free and it's going to help set you up for success. Okay, so let's talk about another thing I did wrong in hopes that you can do it for right. And we're still on the free bandwagon, okay? So since I'm not shy about telling you what I did wrong, here's something that I did wrong and how you can avoid making that mistake without spending a penny. Sound good? When I started, I approached everything from a scarcity mindset, as in I intentionally put myself on an island and I coveted what I believed were my secrets so that no one else could steal them. Like I didn't foster or create a community because I was so afraid of being called out for being a fraud. And so three years into my business, I realized, whoa, Like no one in my direct world even understands what I do. I don't have any real relationships with others who are chasing dreams in tandem with me. And I didn't really have a community. Like I was just this lone ranger, bold in this business, believing I had secrets and I wasn't sharing anything. Now today... I have friends, a lot of friends, who would be considered direct competition. And we cheer each other on because we hold confidence that there is an abundance out there. There is more than enough people who need what we've got, and we can all succeed. Like just shifting that mindset. I've talked about mindset a lot on this podcast, but just shifting that can change everything. So you want my third free tip? Create community and establish relationships in your area and your industry for referrals. Don't ask people to go on coffee dates to pick someone's brain. Instead, offer friendship. Just start cheering them on. Slide into DMs with nothing but encouragement. Offer your services, your gifts to others without asking for anything in return. Seek out community through things like the Rising Tide Society. Join Facebook groups like our Gold Digger Podcast Insiders group. Don't go this journey alone. It is so much more fun when you have people in your life who get what you do, who support you, and who can cheer you on. 
there can be community over competition. So find a few people you trust and connect with them intentionally. You should see the voice text that I send my peers in this industry and the way that we keep in touch and help each other out. Like it is invaluable to surround yourself with people who understand you, who get the world that you're in, who are also striving to make a bigger impact. Like it makes your life so much richer and it's free. Okay. So now that we've covered the top three things that I would do for free, which were start an email list, plan out my client experience, and start creating community, let's talk about a few things that you shouldn't invest in. Like you should just all together skip them right now, okay? Because getting started can be filled with paralyzing decisions and this desire to do everything perfect and right. And that can make you never launch because you're always going to be waiting until you're ready. And trust me, I know all the ways that you can drag your feet and never get your idea out there. So let me give you a list of things that you can put a halt to and just wait on. Like you can just wait on these things, okay? Because we're all so focused on to-do lists, but how about we do a to-don't list and free up a little bit? There are so many places that you can update or add on to later, and I'd rather see your dreams come to life than to have you crossing items off one by one and waiting any longer. Trust me, I understand the urge to hold on to this new project of yours until you've got everything perfectly aligned. I mean, it is your baby after all. But let me encourage you that you can always upgrade later and you don't need the most extravagant best every step of the way initially. So here are five places or ways to save money while you focus on getting your new idea out there. These are things I either did or wish I would have done when I was in the penny pinching stages of starting my business. Number one, Opt for a free email marketing service provider before going with this top of the line one with all the bells and whistles. You can upgrade later and it's really easy to do so. So I'm really glad I did this. I started small, I followed my own advice and then once things were getting more complex and we were creating more content, that was when we upgraded, okay? Number two, opt for templates versus custom work. This goes for in the areas of website, design, legal templates, like purchase templates so that you are not inventing the wheel from scratch. Like, don't think you need to go custom off the bat. You guys, I didn't even have a custom website and I was five years into my business. It took me that long to invest in a custom website. Before that, I was just using templates, okay? Templates are not bad. Like pay a little bit of money and it can go a long way. And then when you have the funds to do so, you get that baller custom website, but you don't need it to start. Trust me, no one cares about your website as much as you do. The next one is equipment. Consider getting used equipment versus new. Like get will do the job equipment versus top of the line. Like, are your clients really going to know the difference? Is it really going to make that much of a difference in what you're offering? I've got better places for you to invest your dollars. Now, I purchased all of my camera gear used at first, like all of it for the first few years. And I saved really slowly and intentionally to build up my gear, to build up a collection of lenses over time. I would watch for what I needed and buy and sell groups and on Craigslist, like you can always upgrade after you start earning money, but don't think that you have to have all the things in order to start, okay? 
Now, you can also consider employing students or hiring interns to help in the beginning versus hiring the experts. Think of things like logo design, product photos. Like my first logo was created by a graphic design student and I still love it. Like don't think you need to go out and hire the best of the best. There are so many incredibly talented people out there. Just value their gift, pay them for their time well, but don't think that you have to get the creme de la creme in order to get a good finished product. And then lastly, consider sites like Fiverr or Upwork or 99designs for freelance help when you need it. Like I literally was on 99designs today to get some work done that we needed to do quick and we couldn't handle internally. I've used them for things like creating my podcast intro, whipping up graphics on the fly. You name it, I've done it. It's quick and easy and usually far less expensive than hiring a contractor. So just consider sites like that. Like, Don't think you're above any of this, especially when you're starting out. Man, I still follow a lot of these tips because that's how we run my business. We run very lean. So now let's talk about where you should spend your money. Something tells me you tuned into this episode because you want to hear the breakdown and I got it for you. So we've covered three places to focus on that are free. I've covered five ways to save money when making decisions then and now. And now we're on to the good stuff. Now let's walk through the real business startup costs, what you should plan for, and where I personally would be investing my money if I were going to start all over again today. Now these are the most important things and are worthy of your time and your resources. So the first thing, owning a space online. Now before you freak out or see dollar signs, let's keep things really simple here. Having a place to send people to on the World Wide Web is super important. It's almost like a billboard for your business. And while starting on social media with a Facebook page or group or an Instagram account, those are logical first steps, yes. But it is important that you own a space on the web that you have control over the client experience. What do I mean by this? Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg are in control of how people see your content how they see your posts, the order in which they see it. Same with Instagram, like the algorithm is constantly changing. And while social media is an incredible and free tool that you should be utilizing, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, especially one that you cannot control. When you have a website or landing page or even a blog that you can send people to, it can outline this experience that can help guide them into making a purchasing decision. It can help them decipher if you're the right fit or not. You can send people to a place that you have control over. And guess what? Like you can create a page for free or next to free. Like if you start with a WordPress blog or you can go the template route and get a site like Squarespace or GoDaddy or I use a program called Show It. Like none of these mentions are sponsored. I just want you to know where I would go if I were starting over. Now, when I first started out, I couldn't afford a full website. So what I did is I started a free WordPress blog and I hired a design student to make me a logo. And I started sharing my work through that. I spent probably $300 total. So that was about $250 on the logo, $15 on a domain, and maybe a few dollars on a template that I was using. And I only had a blog for a few years, but it served me well because I was still able to have pages like an about me page, a contact form, and show a portfolio of sorts through my posts. 
Now, websites are a total start small, work big part of your business. And there are so many different free platforms that you can use to get started until you have the growth in your business that will allow you to afford a website that is beautiful and branded and custom. Mother's Day, it's coming up. And do you have the perfect special thoughtful gift idea? Here's an idea for you. Try StoryWorth. Purchase a subscription for someone you love, like your mom, and each week StoryWorth will send her an email with a question about her life. Then your mom replies to the email with her story, or she can record it over the phone by calling the StoryWorth number. All stories are private and only shared with the family that you choose. Now, after a year, the stories will be bound into a beautiful hardcover book. StoryWorth is such a unique way to connect with your family because the questions might bring out special stories that you've never even heard before. I purchased a subscription for my mom and I love hearing her stories about her childhood and her parents and what she loved about school. There's so many amazing questions that they ask her that I might never have thought to ask. StoryWorth truly makes an incredible gift and the best part is it can even be purchased last minute. Get $20 off your subscription for mom or anyone you love when you subscribe at storyworth.com slash gold digger. That's storyworth.com slash gold digger. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and new ways of thinking. There is no better place to listen. Audible members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Plus, get daily free access to the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post delivered right to your app. And you can get unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Just head to audible.com slash gold digger or text gold digger to 500 500 and you can browse their unmatched selection of audio content. You probably won't be surprised to hear that I've listened to a ton of personal development and business books with Audible, like my current listen, Rocket Fuel, which is by Gino Wickman and Mark C. Winters. Sometimes I like to take notes while I listen, or I love to turn on an audiobook while I'm in the car to make my drive time feel extra productive. Start listening with a 30-day trial and get your first audiobook plus two Audible originals free when you head to audible.com slash gold digger or text G-O-A-L-D-I-G-G-E-R to 500-500. I also love templates that you can purchase one time and customize yourself like the ones that my friends at the Tonic Site Shop sell. Now, this can give you an elevated design without paying for custom one-on-one work. You can check out their templates made by my personal web designer at jennacutcher.com slash tonic. They are beautiful. They are easy to customize. And so for a few hundred dollars, you can create a beautiful website and you can build off of it over time. Like, You essentially just want to have a page that you can send people to and let social media be your handshake, but your website will be the real opportunity to share what you do, share how it can impact someone else and make that sale. Now, the second place that I would be investing in is equipment, inventory, and supplies. Now, this is going to look different based on the type of business you're running, but it's likely that this category will need to be on your startup list unless you run a completely virtual business. And even then, it's likely you're going to need a computer or other equipment, like say if you're starting a podcast or something similar, where you'll need additional items like a microphone to run your business. But basically, I would just make a list of all the items that you have to 
purchase. And then it's important to label what is truly a must have. Like you can't start a photography business without a camera, but you could start it without having four different lenses. So What's the necessity here? I want for you to be really honest about what you have to have in order to get your business started and then label the rest of the items in terms of the level of importance. Now, I was able to start my business without going into debt by literally squirreling away every extra $100 I could every time I was paid. And I put away any bonuses towards my equipment. I put away tax refunds, which God only knows we don't get those anymore. So it was this very slow grow, but it worked really well for me. So I want for you to really set goals on what you need, look up the costs, and then figure out how you will save either putting all of your profits you're currently making into your business or using your nine to five or your side hustle to help fund your dreams. Like for me, I didn't go into debt for my business. That was just a decision I made. And so I had to look, I mean, we were living really simply. I had student loans. I was making 55k a year. We were paying for a wedding like there really wasn't a lot of extra money, but we made some life decisions that cut us back so that we could be saving in $100 increments. And that's how I built my business, you guys. So the next thing after equipment and supplies is making your business legit. Now, this could be an entire episode in itself, and honestly, it kind of has been. If you head back to jennacutcherblog.com slash Christina, you can hear me talk to my personal attorney about making your business legal and legit. But you want to account for these fees so that you aren't just starting a business, but you're running a legal one. While these startup fees suck, like they actually suck, they will save you so many headaches and potential penalties or fees in the future. And if you hire someone like an accountant, they are likely going to save you money. So they can be worth their weight in gold. Like, trust me when I say this, it's tax time. I am so grateful. I have an amazing accounting team. Now, one of the places that I ended up wasting money when I first started was on things I didn't understand, like registering my business properly. I paid for it and I did it wrong. And then I had to pay to undo it. So truth be told, if I could go back, I would just start with finding an accountant and then paying the stuff that you need to pay in order to make you legit and legal. Look at legal setup fees, incorporation fees, insurance, getting your business or new idea legal is not the place to skip for the purpose of saving money. Let me tell you that. You will end up spending more money in the long run if you aren't doing things right, right off the get-go. So just listen to me, set things up correctly from the beginning. And you're going to respect yourself and your business so much more like this is not a hobby. This is a business you care enough to set it up right. Trust me on that one. Okay. Okay, the next thing that I would invest in, and this is something I wish I could go back on. And it's a biggie, like it's one of the biggest things I want for you to walk away hearing. Now, I know that I'm an educator, but man, my business was good before I sought out a mentor or paid for a course, but it really started to grow exponentially when I started investing in my own personal development and education. I mean, you are doing that right now by listening to this podcast. So I already know that you're driven and you want to learn. And when you're starting off, it's really easy to have your grip be really tight on your money. Like I get that. Like I had issues with spending money and I really didn't understand the whole trade your money for time thing. Now, I want for you to reframe this thought. Think about it real quick. 
money is a renewable resource, right? Like you spend it, you work, and then your bank account replenishes every two weeks. Like you can earn more money. You can get more money. But does that happen with your time? Like, can you earn back your time? If you are wasting five hours a day just Googling things, can you get back that five hours? No. But if you spent $50 to learn something that would save you five hours, can you get back that money? Yeah, you can, because you're going to earn it back because you rock, right? And so I want for you to look at your time and start to understand and really understand this, that your time is worth something. Like it's worth a lot. One of the biggest mistakes I see is that new entrepreneurs are so tight-fisted with their money. And I get it. I was there. I get it. But they waste so much time. Like if we could just nip that whole thing in the bud and equip you to understand the power of investing in your own growth and in learning from people who can get you results faster, hand over systems that work and save you from making mistakes and spending hours upon hours Googling things, then it would be worth it, right? Because you'll have that much more time to invest in actually making money. I think that people forget that they invest in things like going to college to learn a skill or a trade. And it's really easy to see the value in that, right? But we don't look at online education for our businesses like that. And sometimes, like for me, it took me investing into one program and then getting crazy results that made that program worth it times a million in order to see that, wow, like I can do this. I can invest. My time is worth something. And I like laugh when I think back to my early days as an entrepreneur because I would look at my time in a very different way. So let's say someone said, I'll pay you $200 to do our family portraits. And in my head, I would be like, oh my God, I only have to work for an hour and I just made $200. Now, I wasn't paying attention to the time it took me to prepare for the shoot, the time it took me to get to the shoot, the time it took me to back up the photos, the time it took me to edit them and upload them and deliver them and emails. If I actually broke down and when I finally did this and broke down all of the hours I was working on that quote one hour shoot, I was making less than minimum wage. Like that is how skewed I was at looking at time and money. And there's a good chance that that's probably what's happening in your life or what could happen. I mean, if you're listening to this episode, you likely understand the power of hiring mentors to teach you and learning from people ahead of you. But if you've never put a dollar down on growing your knowledge, then you might be dragging your feet on actually taking action. Knowledge alone is amazing, but it can't save you. Like you need systems and roadmaps and step-by-step processes that you can adopt and implement. So yes, you can get all the free education in the world, but if you're not actually taking action on it and investing in yourself, you're likely to never follow through. Like you're likely to never do the work that it takes. And truth be told, I don't care if you buy my education or Jill or Joe or Jonathan down the roads. I just want for you to see that when you can invest in learning and when you can pay to play, like when you get in there and you say, I'm going to pay and I'm going to pay attention to make this worth it, that is going to scale you so much faster and easier. I mean, think about it. Where could you shortcut your learning curve? Like, what do you need to know in order to be the business person that you want to become? I would encourage you to take steps today to acquire the skills you need to set yourself up for success in the years to come. 
I look back to those first three years and while I built something incredible, I wasted so much time. And when I finally started investing in personal development and education through the form of courses and mentors and retreats and workshops and all the things, that was when I not only gained community, but I also gained the belief in what was possible for me. Choose someone who resonates with you. Choose someone who's given you value without asking for a penny. Like, I wish that I would have invested more into education at the beginning of my career when I was floundering around and feeling entirely alone, when I was making mistakes and wasting time in doing so, when I was scouring the web for resources and trying to piecemeal a plan together, trying to learn the art of photography while putting my corporate business education to work as an entrepreneur. I mean, if that doesn't give you a picture of what life looked like when I was getting started, man. I don't know what it is, but I truly believe that there are some really amazing educators out there, a lot who have been featured on this show in interviews who can help cut your learning curve in half and give you the resources you need to grow your business so that you can get back to what you love. And my advice is scour and find mentors you trust, get your hands on all of their free content, consume it all, put it into work until you are ready to dive into a paid program. Yes, this one is scary, but trust your gut here. You will know when it's the right time, the right offer and the right place. I promise. I know it's going to feel scary, but you will know. Now, here's how it helps me to think about investing in programs or education is I love to cost it out. So I asked myself, like, how much is an unclear business strategy and plan costing me? Like, where is my lack of web presence or equipment keeping me from earning? What's the actual dollar amount? Like, what am I losing out on, whether it's time or actual dollars by not moving forward or learning something? And it helps me with making investment decisions to write down a number. Like to really think about like, how many clients am I losing with this? Or how many hours am I wasting each day that aren't actually moving the needle? And then I want to write down how much more could I make every year if I streamlined this system or process? Like how much would I need to sell in order to make that investment worth it? I do this all the time, whether it's with things like HoneyBook, like I had to pay $500 to get HoneyBook but I only needed to book one session to pay that entire thing off. And then I could use it for the rest of my life. Like, you know, you got to look at things like that. I don't think they have the one-time buy-in. So I'm sorry if that was confusing, but that's how I make these decisions is I want to write these numbers down and I want to outweigh the investment. Like, If it outweighs the investment, if I know I can earn back either more time or money, then it's a sound business investment. Otherwise, it might not be the right time. However, if you can make more than the cost of the course or mentorship by implementing the smarter business models, then it's worthy. And so I want for you to really think like a CEO like that. Like I am giving you permission to invest. It is okay to invest. I highly encourage it and learning things faster and taking mentorship from those ahead of you. So let's get to the money breakdown. I want to take a closer peek at what $5,000 would buy me. What would this $5,000 budget look like? And these are estimates, but we did our research and I reached out to people who are just getting started out and I wanted to deliver on my promise of what I would spend 5K on if I were starting today. So first, a website. That's about 500 to 1,000 if you get really fancy for a template. Or you could do it for free. 
just using like a WordPress blog. I asked my sister. She recently started a website. She spent $456 exactly for a site, a domain, and a template that she customized. So giving you $500,000 is being really generous here. I know you can do it for less and I believe in you. The next thing I would spend money on is logo and branding. So here, I would either look for a designer that is at a lower price point or even going on to Etsy and having someone that has templates that you can kind of customize and make your own. But I would spend about 200 to 500 generously on getting a new logo. And like I said, like I hired a student to create my first logo and I love it. The next thing I would spend money on is templates. So I budgeted about $300 and I would buy email templates to help me create workflows. I would buy pricing guides. I would pay for graphics, maybe like templates that I could use for blog posts or on my website or on social media. So I'd spend about $300 on different templates and it's gonna look different based on what your business is. There are media kit templates, there are legal templates, there are contracts, there are all kinds of different templates, but I gave you about $300 to $500 depending on what you spent on the last two. Then I set aside $300 to $1,000 for legal, incorporation, insurance. Again, based on your different business model, like you can go on to LegalZoom and create your LLC or S-Corp or whatever type of business you're setting up today. It's not that expensive, but I want to give you a healthier budget here so that you can hire an accountant to help you file everything. So that's $1,000. And then the last is education. And if I had $5,000 to start off, here's what I would do. I would spend, you're going to kind of be flabbergasted, $2,500. You heard that right. I would spend half of my budget in this category because when I was starting out, I didn't know how to do a lot of things. I mean, I didn't really know how to do anything. So if I could have paid people to teach me how to make a business budget, how to grow an email list, how to grow my web presence or SEO. I mean, there are so many things that I don't even teach on that I've invested in to learn. And so I would spend half of that budget on education because if you look at it, if you can start your business with this knowledge, that is only going to compound like compound interest for each month you're in business, for each year you're in business. So the sooner you know these things and how to make them work for you, the more money you're gonna make and the faster you're going to make it. So let me break that down real quick. Website, $500 to $1,000, which I think you can do closer to the 500 side. Logo and branding, $200 to $500. Templates, $300 to $500. Legal, insurance, all that stuff, $300 to $1,000. And education, $2,500. So there you have it, guys. This is the exact roadmap I would follow if I was starting a business over. And when I look at exactly what we did with Drew when he started his business, this is the model we followed. Like this is where I would invest my time and my energy. Don't forget the three free tips to start, okay? So start your email list, start thinking about your client experience, what that's going to look like and start building your community. Don't forget about the things that you can kind of put on the back burner for now that you can upgrade later, start small, work big guys. You can start simple and get fancy later. And then lastly, like where you should invest, own your space on the web, make your presence known, have 
a plan that you can execute and get the knowledge to help you execute it faster and better so that you can get bigger results and make a bigger impact on this world. Man, I'm so thankful I'm not starting over again today, but if I were, this is my plan, and I sincerely hope that this episode of the Gold Digger podcast helps you. I'd love to know what you think, so hop on over to Instagram, either at Jenna Kutcher or at Gold Digger Podcast, and let us know what you thought of this episode. It was really fun to put together, and I would love to put together more resources for those of you who are just beginning. So if you like this episode, make sure you let us know because we read every single comment and we create our content based off of your needs and your requests. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And if you are starting or growing or scaling your business, get out there and do it. Stop dragging those feet. All right, let's go. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.